0: Live on the Freak Radio Network. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Aging Doctor Douchebag. Crash Gladys. Get
1: in Crash Position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Oh, no, freak. all Street.
2: Man, nothing but winners in here tonight, Freak Nation. Simon Paginot, who grabs the poll for your 103rd running of the Indy 500 coming up next Sunday. He'll be joining us in about 15 minutes. Also coming to the Freak Nation, NHRA Funny Car winner Ron Caps yet again, winning the Funny Car race, and he did it this weekend. He'll be joining us in the first hour. Second hour, Terrell Davis. That ring a bell? Yep, TD. Terrell Davis, formerly with the Denver Broncos. He's involved with the IndyCar series now. He's doing something that... Really frankly, come to find out, Crasher, Statman, that was a surprise to NBC. I don't know if I really want to give it away just yet no, with the sponsorship. Not.
3: But it is shocking. It was I guess if it was a surprise to NBC and NBC sports, was it a surprise to IndyCar? Possibly. <laughs> but you can't tell me this isn't going on in all sports across the whole entire sports landscape.
2: Now, Statman, I know anytime we have a Denver Bronco player here in the Freak Nation, it might be difficult for you to chime in. You think you can do that in the second hour? <laughs>
4: Do they still play football in Denver? Oh, you just stop. Oh. You just stop.
3: I have an autographed Terrell Davis jersey. Enough said. Yeah, that has got nothing to do
2: with reality. <laughs> <laughs>
3: they won when he was there. They might be struggling now, but whatever. Jeez. It's not that Baker Mayfield. I just asked. Browns listen, I just Duke. asked
2: Statman a simple question, Crash, Browns and he, and Broncos he decided hate each to, other. to grind on you a little and bit, and at, you don't need to keep going, please. Okay. <laughs> Chandler Smith. Uh, ARCA Series winner from Toledo, not from Toledo, but the ARCA Series race was in Toledo, uh, running on those general tires. Have him check it in. And, of course, All-Star Madness, wouldn't you know it yet again, it's really what happens after the race that highlights Kyle Larson finally getting in a non-points race victory lane. Regardless, Kyle Larson gets the big win in the All-Star race last night. At Speed Freaks on Twitter, they're for you on Instagram, Facebook, and what about that big old website, SpeedFreaks.com. TV, your stat man scat coming up at 20 past each hour. And it's it's tough not to get too deep into it, stat man, because it's it's about McLaren and what they did or frankly didn't do for the Indy 500. And without giving away too much of your stat man scat, what was really expe- expected with McLaren? Fernando Alonso comes over here and wants to get in, into his second Indy 500. He misses the cut. He will not be running in the Indy 500 this year.
4: Two-time F1 champion. Well, is it wait, 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 wait. What? You got to say that again. I know, I know. Not it's only pretty did significant. he miss the cut, but he lost to possibly the most underfunded team in the race. Uh-huh. They have so few resources, they couldn't even run in some practice sessions. That's who knocked the two-time Formula One champion and... The McLaren brand, one of the top Formula One brands in the world history of the sport, sent them to the sidelines. Is it more of an That's indictment insane. on McLaren per se? Meaning, again,
2: this is a this is a manufacturer that hasn't gone full bore into IndyCar. And I say full bore where it's not not utilizing other manufacturers. Measurements—that's such a lay term. Just resources. Yeah, but 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 Fernando Alonso and they
3: leaned on the Andretti team today, which I found interesting. They're like, yeah, we need help.
2: Is that an indictment or is it just, hey guys, you just can't come in here with your F1 type setup and think you can run in the
4: IndyCar series? Now there were people in the IndyCar series who wanted them there. Not only did they lean on the Andretti team, but the Pinsky, Roger Pinsky himself. Uh, they said that Roger gave them some, uh, some uh, uh, not resources, but settings, some setups Ooh. to help them get into the race because they want to have a name like Fernando Alonso and McLaren in the race. Mm-hmm. But if McLaren is not interested in being there, talking about McLaren and walking England, If they're not interested in being there and only interest comes from its American CEO, then is McLaren really interested in being in the race? That's a pretty good
3: question because many teams in the IndyCar series, I'm sure Roger Penske was one of them, they were trying to convince the McLaren team. They knew they were coming to the Indy 500. For 2019, this is last fall, and they were trying to convince them to do a full season because that's basically how you're going to learn the car the best. Obviously, we know what happened. They decided not to do the full season, they decided to do an indie only effort. And well, let's just say hindsight's 2020.
2: Yeah, but I'm just yeah. maybe it's just me and my non Formula One bias in that Five. it ain't that damn easy. Just to roll in, especially running on an oval.
3: And it's a different oval. Indy's just
0: different.
2: We're going to reset and be right back with Crash Fighters Pit News and Notes.
0: Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks
2: welcoming in another round of affiliates here in the freak nation how you doing speed freaks on a sunday night Statman, crash gladys kenny Sargent. a lot of fernando alonso conversation two-time formula one champ uh trying out for the indy 500 does not make the team <laughs> it's not make the race he ain't there man he ain't there simon Pagenaud will be there your pole sitter he'll be joining us in about five minutes The first Crash Gladys pit news and notes brought to you by General Tire. Do yourself, your friends, what about your family a favor and roll on General Tires? SUVs, trucks, even sports cars, sedans. General Tire has the right rubber for your righteous ride. Check them all out at GeneralTire.com. Crasher.
3: NHRA had a hell of a weekend in Virginia. There were fisticuffs at the NASCAR All-Star Race in Charlotte. And a two-time F1 champ was bumped out of the field for next weekend's Indy 500. Yeah, that all happened. It was crazy. Starting off with NHRA in Virginia, Steve Torrance and Ron Caps taking the Nitro wins in Top Fuel and Funny Car. That means both of them now have back-to-back wins on the season. Ron Caps will join us later on in the show. Bo Butner and Andrew Hines taking wins in Pro Stock and Pro Stock Motorcycle. There's some domination there. Each of them now has four wins on the season. The NASCAR All-Star Race went off down in Charlotte, and it was Kyle Larson who took the win, finally a win this year, and he had that smoke-filled, non-steering wheel string of donuts. That was odd to me, but arguably, pun intended, the biggest story out of the South was the fracas between Clint Boyer and Ryan Newman. Yeah, let's fight someone with a helmet on. (laughs) I mean, seriously, but we will get to that a lot more later. Could any news from Indy and the Indy 500 qualifying weekend top that NASCAR fight? especially with rain projected for the entire day today? Well, yes. The rain cleared earlier than expected and delivered action it did. First for the bump day portion of the day. To fill the 11th and final row as the last car went out on track. Okay, Max Chilton and Patricio Award already out of the race. Two-time Formula One champ Fernando Alonso was in the last spot. 33rd and on the bubble. Enter Kyle Kaiser. His four-lap average 20. of 227.37 miles an hour bested Alonso's 227.35 to knock one of the world's best drivers out of the week, out of the race for next week. Simon Pagenaud went on to grab the pole, and he, the Frenchman, joins us next.
2: Does a pole sitter for the Indy 500 have good luck underwear? We find out coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Three's Motorsports Radio Redefined.
2: Well, it's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and, of course, rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged style to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your Anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling with speed freaks since 2001.
6: Your Mav TV.
0: You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined.
2: At Speed Freaks on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the website speedfreaks.tv, the Dan Patrick Sirius XM channel 211. And his name is Simon Pagino. You heard him last week, and now this week he's got the pole for the 103rd running Indy 500, and this is absolutely bonkers, man. You coming in here and doing this, what you've done over the last eight days, buddy. Congratulations.
7: Well, thank you. It's, uh, wow, a crazy day, and, um, you know, I I feel fantastic. <laughs>
2: hey, Simon, tell me about this. Who's in your ear during these qualifying laps, and are they telling you that you're this close to getting the pole uh, in that last corner,
7: it's my strategist, Karl Moyer. Moya. Um, I've been with him for five years now, and I can tell when he gets excited. Uh, even though he's very, uh, very mellow, uh, always, always the same, uh, very super professional, always. But uh, I could tell, by lap two, he was getting excited a bit, and he said, uh, "I believe he said on the last lap, we could do this, we could do this." <laughs> so I just, uh, he kept telling me, "Adjust your tools, adjust your tools," and. Um, I uh, I managed to make sure the car was uh, losing enough on the last lap not to scrub too much speed. and uh, Wow, what a run.
3: What Incredible. a run. And the first time, I know you know this already, it's still shocking to me, the first time a Frenchman has sat on the pole for the Indy 500 in 100 years. 1919 was the last time it happened, and that was Rene Thomas with a track record of like 104 miles an hour. That's insane. You are representing your country so
7: well. Oh, that's insane. I mean, I'm so proud for France right now. Uh, You know, being able to carry the flag like this in this amazing place that's Indianapolis is phenomenal. So a century uh, to the day of difference is crazy. So uh, I guess, you know, I'm a bit of a number person, so I I do believe in that stuff. And uh, it worked for us today.
3: Okay. You also believe, I mean, numbers are, I think there is something to numerology. We've talked about it actually for a week on our daily show Okay, it was your birthday this weekend. You're it also was.
7: yeah. What a great birthday present!
3: Happy freaking birthday, Simon Pashina. It
7: was my birthday. Thank you. It's awesome.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it's, so there's that, and then there's the 100-year Frenchman poll thing going on, and then it's awfully familiar right now. You're start. You're May is very reminiscent of your teammate Will Powers last year, where he also winning the the Grand Prix, winning the pole, and we all know how that ended up. Simon, the momentum is with you. How do you not lose sight of that?
7: Well, I mean, it's obviously awesome. Uh, But, you know, I mean, there's a lot that goes behind the scene, And, uh, you know, know, we had a tough year last year, but it's because of that that we're becoming so strong now. I think it's the momentum that we've built on last year with tough times, understanding what it was, getting better, working efficiently, now it's like paying off. You know, it's it doesn't mean that we were not good three races ago. We were, but it just, the stars didn't align. Um, I believe in cycles. Um, I think the stars are just aligning for us now. So you got to take your chance when you can, really.
3: Simon Pagano, you are one of the greatest follows on social media, at Simon Pagano on Instagram. People, you got to follow him if you don't already. You represent yourself like the Stig, and then, of course, there's your second... Most famous part of you, aside from your beautiful wife, is your dog, Norman. You and Norman had a conversation on qualifying morning.
7: What did he tell you? We did. Uh, you know, he's been funny the last few days. It's been a bit grumpy. And uh, yesterday before qualifying, he growled at me. And I'm like, what? what was that? So, you know, I was like, just before I went again, he growled at me even more. So I was like, okay, the lion's out. The lion's out of his cage. Let's go get it. Um, but uh, that conversation you saw on Twitter uh, was very interesting. We talked like that for like 10 minutes, and then suddenly I told Haley, I said, you've got to take a video of this. And uh, she was cracking up, too. It's just, you know, we're talking weather, we're talking strategies, and he told me some se- some secrets about my line, and there you are. <laughs>
4: Simon Paginot is on the pole for the 103rd running of the Indy 500 next weekend. Simon, we're looking at a lot of postseason playoff play and stick and ball sports. Do you and motorsports get involved in a mindset that gets you ready for qualifying today at Indy?
7: Absolutely. Um, today is the most intense, the most grueling, the most uh, stressful day of your life, basically, Uh You've seen it with Inchcliffe, you've seen it with Fernando Alonso, you've seen it with me getting the pole. I think it's, um, and there's so many other stories, Kyle Kaiser makes it in uh, with Junkos. Um, There's so many good stories and fun stuff, but also sad stuff like McLaren going home. Um, This is an incredible day because, you know, you're not sure you're going to make it in. So, um, obviously, it's to me, is the tempo of speed here at Indianapolis, so when you can get the pole position, it's uh, such a reward. And when you can make it into the show is, is another reward that's um, uh, unique, very unique.
4: Simon, is there any similarity between the tension of a run for the pole at Indy or for the actual start of the race? Anything you could find similarities between those two things?
7: Uh, I don't get too nervous before the races uh, because I'm focused on the job, so I don't really think about... You know, I, there's no anxiousness there to have. Uh, I was very anxious because, you know, once you're done with your qualifying run, like I was, you get to, you know, everybody's looking at you and you're going to watch somebody else qualify qualified, try to beat you. It's the worst feeling in the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. You, you don't know the, what they have on their car. You don't know how fast they can go. And you just, you know, have to look at it for four laps. It's the most horrible feeling in the world. So, uh, when it finally ended, and I knew I had it, it was uh, uh, freedom. <laughs> he
3: body surfed, Kenny. He body surfed in pit lane. I
7: did. It was it was crazy. Uh, <laughs> my team is just incredible. We have such great friendship and uh, uh, the dynamic. That uh, you know, it's, we have a great, uh, very positive attitude right now with everybody. So it's 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 just a lot of fun.
2: Hey Simon, is your diet going to be any different today, this week, leading up to the 500? Is there anything that you change prior to this race?
7: I never change anything. I mean, I, I adjust. Um, you know, I work on my hydration as much as I can. We we take samples to make sure that you know everything is in line with the way I want to be. Um, you know, that's that's how it is. It's a bit like the race car. We we, we <laughs> i'm not gonna go into details because uh, that's my little secret but uh, i eat always the same things whether it's breakfast lunch uh, the only uh, fun time is dinner uh, but quite frankly i always eat the same and uh, the next day i do the same thing and it's pretty boring so it worked for me though so that's what that's all that matters
2: do you have a lucky set of underwear a jock strap or boxers <laughs> that you wear
7: I have a fun story for you, if you're interested. Um, Let's do it. I have um, a friend of mine uh, that's, um, uh, you know, I met her through, she works at Honda. She's uh, in France. And uh, I met her when I was at Honda. And she is in France, obviously. She's a a PR person for them uh, in France. And uh, she gave me a Lucky Charm back in 2012 when I came to IndyCar. And uh, it worked really well. And then... um, one year I forgot to ask for my lucky charm at the beginning of the season and I blew up an engine first race, uh, got taken out the second one. So I called her and I said, I need a lucky charm. She sends me a lucky charm and we finished third in the championship that year with Schmidt Peterson. Um, then last year, obviously we had the bad season uh, and I forgot to ask for my lucky charm. So oh. as soon as we started the season, I called her and I said, I need a lucky charm as soon as possible. I was a bit late. She sent it by FedEx and I got it the next day and we uh, we started getting successful again, so um, I guess she must be uh, she must be the one. <laughs> Whoa! It's awesome.
3: Never ever go anywhere without that lucky charm ever yeah. again.
7: It's pretty cool, huh? So yeah. the the lucky charm rides with me in the car.
2: So it's not a set of wow. underwear, not boxers,
7: right? It is not boxers. Okay. No. A boy,
2: Simon. <laughs> congratulations, buddy. We'll see you in Indy. Thank you. And coming up in moments, your Statman scat in reference to someone that did not make it into the Indy 500, a two-time Formula One champion. We'll also hear from that young man, Fernando Alonso, on what went wrong and what's in store for the future for Fernando Alonso. It's all coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios.
8: Good evening, my fellow
1: citizens. To provide guidance to mankind.
4: McLaren Racing CEO, Zach Brown, shouldn't buy any green bananas. The McLaren brand does more than race cars. It builds and sells road cars and bids on technology contracts around the world. But it's hard to ask for a nine-figure technology deal or sell a seven-figure road car on Monday when you can't get into a famous motor race on Sunday. IndyCar chassis are spec-made, but some changes are allowed to make the chassis respond the way the teams want. McLaren's massage spec chassis was written off in a crash Wednesday. McLaren found the chassis already massaged by another team, but couldn't get that chassis into the 500, even with their own engineers and a two-time Formula One champion behind the wheel. McLaren is losing money in F1 under Zach Brown's leadership. Now they failed to make it into the Indy 500. Tough to sell that on Monday or any other time, really. Peace.
10: Download our iHeartRadio app today, or listen online at iHeartRadio.com.
5: Here comes the decision. Now let's listen.
9: Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent, sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOBoxing.com. That's WBOBoxing.com. The World Boxing Organization.
2: A lot of us still change our oil, whether it's your snappy little lawnmower, your motorcycle, that big old eight-cylinder feeder you got out there in the garage. When you do, go with Lucas Oil, the finest synthetic oil on the planet. To find out the right weight for your righteous ride, go to lucasoil.com. Now, Crasher, one of the things that... Graham Rahal brought up whether it was a tweet or on our show several weeks ago was the hopes of a new manufacturer yeah. getting involved with IndyCar. Was McLaren that manufacturer that they were hoping would get involved? No, I think
3: we already no, we knew about it then. That was prior. We were in Daytona, so what was that was for Daytona Daytona 500 qualifying in the Arca race. So no, we had we had already known that McLaren was a done deal. But, no, I, we believe there's still something else on the horizon.
2: I mean, was a done deal meaning it was not going to happen?
3: No, it was a done deal that he was coming to Indy, but for Indy only.
2: Got it. So, But McLaren not being a third manufacturer not for me, IndyCar. No, okay. no. Do we know, stat, crash, who this third manufacturer might be?
3: No, but of course IndyCar did its best to throw people off on April Fool's Day by throwing out a, a little couple teaser tweets about it being Kia.
2: Hey, wh- listen, <laughs> Kia, Hyundai, just, come yeah, on.
3: Whatever. Just another engine, let's do Statman, it. Statman, <laughs> are you
2: hearing of, of another manufacturer getting close to IndyCar by any
4: chance? I heard Yugo, but I'm yes. not sure about that. I'd, <laughs> I'd heard that they were going to brand uh, an engine for Yugo, yeah.
2: Yeah, Crasher, <laughs> is, is it out there? Is, is, are they anywhere know, close the-
3: We'll find out when we get to Indy next week. I, we need to do some asking. I, I have nothing to tell you there.
2: Okay. Well, my whole point is this: is Statman Scat alluded to it? We talked a little bit about it in the first segment about McLaren coming in and thinking that that yeah, it's going to be all good. Well, it wasn't all good, and they were so far off. And it may not sound like a lot to someone that doesn't follow racing, but when you're what seven seconds off of the pole uh, time, would, would you say no, two twenty two? No, two twenty seven. Two no. For McLaren? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah,
3: they were only three miles an hour off. The pole was two two 230 miles an hour average, and the McLaren was 227.35. So
2: again. And part- the last
3: spot was 227.37. So they only missed it by two hundredths of a se- uh, basically an, an average of two hundredths of a second.
2: Because tell me if I'm wrong here. There's been many of Indy 500s where the last row, second to the last row, and again, this is prior to the current qualifying, where the mile per hour is off by eight, nine, ten miles per hour.
3: Yes, yes. In the past, yeah. It, every year fluctuates so much based on just a variety of things. But yeah, it, it could happen. This year, it did not.
4: But it really. Let so me, it's, let it's, me throw something else in here because you're headed down this road. They said on the broadcast today that there was only there was less than two seconds separating the entire field from the wow. pole to 33rd uh less than two seconds of lap time covering the entire thing 1.8 seconds covering the entire field and that's got to be the
3: tightest it's been at least in the modern era
4: yeah it is it is the closest wow and it uh stuff like that could be a uh, that's a good thing for the race uh, but it may not be a an encouragement For another manufacturer to come in, uh, let's say, what if Toyota uh, wanted to come in or uh, Nissan wanted to come in? They have engines that might fit, but uh, even if they had to brand something, they have a a racing presence. Uh, But unless you're going to be on the mark when you come in against Chevy and Honda, do you really want to be embarrassed um, jumping into the, into the fire like that. It could be, it could this, if, if this is not an anomaly, it could be a discouragement for another manufacturer to come in right away.
3: But if anybody could do it, you would think Toyota could. They had, they've had a run in the past with cart and IndyCar and they were pretty spectacular at that point. If they could do it, or if, if anybody could do it, I would think it would be them. But then again, times have changed. And like you said, they're so competitive right now that it, it does. It, it makes it a little bit frightening if you're on the outside looking in.
2: That's yeah, crazy, though, Stat. Look at that. That's how tight. What is it, 33 crasher? 33,
4: 33 drivers. 33
2: yes. cars? Mm-hmm. That is crazy, given what we've eight, had in the yeah. past.
4: Yeah. And the yeah. best thing that happened in the post qualifying coverage tonight is that uh, apparently Zach Brown told AP that they weren't interested in buying their way into the race. Right. And that made me feel really good because uh, if M- McLaren wanted to bully somebody into you know, paying their way in, I think that would be even, that would double down on the ugliness that exists right now. Uh, with uh, that program in IndyCar. Uh, they're having some success, they're seeing a little bit of success in Formula One with uh, Carlos Sainz and who's Norris Landau, the, the new drivers Lando, the new drivers that they have. Uh, both of them are running in the top 10 or 12. Uh, so, but the company itself, I'm told, is losing has lost money each of the last three seasons in F1 mm. uh, ever since Zach Brown went on board. So it's, he's, he's got a, a lot of, a lot of explaining to do when he gets back to England uh, to explain why he wants to do this. He's failed on getting a, a, um, a, corp, a, a, a overall sponsor for the F1 team. Uh, and His other thing was that by now they're supposed to have a a podium program in the 500. That's not happening. He's failed (laughs) on a lot of his promises.
2: Fernando Alonso post-qualifying today on really what went wrong, not just today, but over the last week or so with uh, the McLaren team.
8: You know, it's it's more or less the, the speed on the car that put you in one position or another or the time of the day. You know, but uh, we have multiple attempts yesterday in different times, so we should be okay if the car was was quick enough, but uh, we didn't manage to achieve that. You know, I tried my best. I drove with a loose car and didn't lift off. I drove with an understeer car, I didn't lift off. I drove with a rear puncher, I only lift off in the last lap because I could not make the corner. But, uh, and today we went out with a experiment that we did overnight we changed a little bit the the car because we we thought that maybe we need something fundamental different to go into the race with some confidence because yesterday the car even if we qualified today we were not maybe in the right philosophy to to race on next sunday and we went out not knowing what the car will do in 10-1 you know but you still flat so we tried it's tough
3: It's tough for him, you can tell in his voice, because I remember him two years ago and how happy he was at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You could tell it in his voice. This is absolutely not what they expected. But at the same time, he's at least, and with other things I've read, he's he's manning up and, and answering the questions that are hard to answer. There was one time that he was going down the media center elevator just a couple of hours ago, and the PR team had told him, hey, you know what, we can't do your presser right now. We need you to wait around about another hour, hour and a half before we can get to you. And they said something like, is that okay? And he's like, well, yeah, I'll just go wait in the motorhome. And one of his teammates or one of the his PR team said to him, hey, you know, you don't have to do this. And he goes, yes, I do. People are expecting it. Badass. That's,
2: yeah, that's pretty cool. Fernando Alonso on what's in store for the future for Fernando Alonso.
8: Uh, as always said, you know, uh, I will be – more than happy, you know, to to race here again in the future and and, uh, to win the the Triple Crown, uh, which is still a target or or different targets, you know, maybe I I race different series uh, with different uh, challenges, maybe next year as well, completely out of my comfort zone again and uh, maybe, you know, um, this type of challenge, they can bring you a lot of success and you can be part of the history of the, the sport. Or can be really disappointed and um, you know today is one of those but uh, I prefer to be here than to be um, like millions and millions of uh, other people you know at home watching TV you know I prefer to to try
3: he's again he's disappointed he's not counting out Not finishing the Triple Crown, which is what he has been after for the last several years. The Triple Crown being winning the Monaco Grand Prix in Formula One, the 24 Hours of Le Mans in sports cars. Those are the two pinnacle races of those series. And then the Indy 500 over here in the States, which is obviously the pinnacle in the U.S. So that's that's his goal. He's got a Le Mans win. He's got a a Monaco win in F1. He doesn't have this Indy 500 win. And in that that quote that we just played from him right there, he's not ruling it out. But you can also tell he doesn't even want to think about his future right now. He's pretty damn disappointed.
2: How's he feel about winning in Milwaukee? Boy, oh, is that No one of, What? Toronto just won, didn't they? No, I'm talking about the Milwaukee Mile. Oh, yeah, okay. That's not one of his pinnacle. Yeah, no, of, no, that's huh? no. no. <laughs> <laughs> <Too> many Christmas. <disrespect. laughs> God. Man, he just missed a race rack and like, oh, the half of the planet just died. Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> it'll be interesting. I, I highly doubt he stays around Indy this week, but it'll be interesting to see if he does. He One of his other quotes today was, I'd rather be out of the race but here in Indy in 34th than back home last year when I was watching it from my couch. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so what are you going to do this year?
2: Ron Capps, NHRA Funny Car Winner. Coming up next, Fox 4 yeah, Speed Freaks Pits and
0: Lucas Oil Studios. Come lady, come, come you're my butterfly. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
2: Anywhere is possible with General Tire's wide variety of tires for whatever it is that you drive. Whether you're looking for off-road capability balanced with impressive on-road performance or ultra-high performance offering all-season traction designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has what you need to get where you're going. General Tire, proving anywhere is possible with Speed Freaks since
5: 2001.
2: and get
0: awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined.
11: You cannot quit me so quickly. There's no hope in you for me.
2: No corner. At Speed Freaks on Twitter, the website speedfreaks.tv, NHRA in the house. Another race win for Ron Caps. Back to back for Ron Caps and NHRA funny car. And Ron Caps, there was a time where we couldn't go three or four weeks without hearing from you winning races. Now it's two damn in a row. What the hell's going on with you at Tobol? Oh,
12: listen, I got the Speed Freaks mojo now. It's <laughs> it, uh, it's been unbelievable. Hold on, we're doing the hat dance. Do it. Hold on one second. Let me know when you're ready. <laughs>
5: Live radio, Freak Nation.
2: Hold on.
12: There it is. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, what a day. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, it's been a crazy kind of battle of attrition here. It's been hot. It was 90-something degrees. Track was 140. And just uh, one of those battles of just getting through. And uh, we had runs where we put the cylinder out and pedal fest Robert Hyde. Just craziness. So, you know, these ones, they mean a little more when you're in the winter circle.
2: Ron Caps joining us here in the Freak Nation, NHRA winner from Virginia. Ron, when it's, when it's that hot on the track, which is more important, the driver when it comes to a pedal fest or the tuner?
12: I think the uh, the tuner. But I was able to give back, you know, second round, the pedal fest against Robert Hyde was awesome. You know, to get a win light is cool. But Robert even came over afterwards, and we were sort of laughing down there of how – you just don't get to do that anymore. We step on the gas and go 330 miles an hour most of the time. So when there's a pedal fest, it's kind of a free-for-all. You have a freebie, you know, to do what you can to try to win the race. And, I mean, I can't wait to watch it on TV because we were both like sprint cars. It was World of Outlaws sideways, both of us trying to get them going. And and it turned out that it was just inches. So, um, you know, any time you can win over Jimmy Prock and and driver Height, no matter how it is, it's a big deal.
3: And here's where we enter in the idiot sports fan commentary of yeah, but that's not really driving. That's not really a sport. They're not very good. Yeah, freaking right.
12: Well, I'm telling you right now. I got to drive the fuel altered, and uh, <laughs> as you can tell, we're we're in the winter circle. Uh, we, I love the pedal fest. Right? Yes. You know, it just it brings back they have taken so many things away from us, us drivers. Now they've got funny car drivers that, that don't even hit their own buttons on the, you know, for a parachute. Um, you've got cars just shut off automatically when the, when they go through the thousand foot, and it's just my old buddy Will Bazemore. He was right, and they keep taking things away from us, drivers. And so, anytime there's a chance for us drivers to kind of give back the team, whether it's a whole shot, whether it's a pedal fest, uh, it's still cool, and, and especially you know I was driving fuel to drive a fuel altar at the March meet, um, that really helped me, I think, today in that pedal fest because nothing's cooler than a fuel altar. They do not go straight, and it just reminded me as soon as I stepped on the gas and smoked, I went, all right, here we go. This is going to be fun.
4: So, what is going through your mind, Ron caps You're trying to process so much your hands, your eyes, your feet, the coordination, all at 300 miles an hour. What's going through your mind at that time?
12: You're just trying to get through it. I mean, you. As soon as it smokes, you want to wait. You're taught to wait, and what seems like an eternity is fractions of a second in real life, but in your head, you're saying, wait, 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 let these Goodyear's stop, let them, let them try to grab before you get back on the gas, and it's, it's a waiting game. It seems like forever, and uh, I kind of drove it like a diesel. Like a, I gave it a little bit of throttle, once it got going, I sort of squeezed back on, and again, the tune-up, most crew chiefs out here, if I would have done the same thing in their cars, they probably would have blowing the body off. So the fact I had a Ron Tobler tune-up in it was able to just, uh, that allowed me to be able to pedal it and kind of abuse it to get it to the finish line.
4: Ron Caps is the NHRA Funny Car winner in Virginia. Back-to-back wins. Ron, the last time you won two weeks ago, we talked about your relationship with Crew Chief Ron Tobler, your 30th win, your 30th Wally with him. How do you two plan to celebrate?
12: Uh, we are right now. It's uh, I see a Patron bottle. Um, Making the rounds. Um, you want it? Not that I'm, no, I don't want to know right now. <laughs> uh, like I said, my guys earned uh, a heck of a celebration, and we 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 work hard. We really do. My guys are prepared. They have everything prepared. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. So when we win, it's it's big. You guys have been around Tobler and us when we win. It's uh, we let it all hang out because these guys have really worked hard to make sure that we had a car that we could win with. And it's hard to win these races. It is so difficult to win the funny car division. It's just you never think you're going to have another chance to get in the winner's circle. So when you do, um, take advantage of it.
3: Has there ever been a time that you have doubted Ron
12: Tobler? No, no. Even when, you know, the worst of times, I think I told you last, last time we talked, the times we're struggling and Ron is struggling, I, I try to up my game to be there and do everything consistent and be, take, take the driver out of the equation so he can find what's wrong with the car. And that's when a driver's needed. When the cars are running good, I'm, I'm not saying anybody can drive them, but when it's running good and going down the track, I mean, you get in there step on the pedal and you're just an okay driver, you can get it to the finish line. It's those times when they're struggling. They can't find the problem. There's an issue. There's clutch issue. Whatever it might be, that's when they need you. And I think these years of driving, um, I'm able to do that with the Roland Leons and the Ed McCullochs and now Ron Tolbert. Just uh, get in and do my job, you know. Hey Ron, uh, Steve Torrance, had, Ron, Steve Torrance has a train horn, oh. a literal train horn in the Winter Circle, and it is ear piercing. I don't know because I'm so I'm going to apologize ahead of time because. Gonna... Oh. oh
11: yeah!
12: Oh my God, that is loud. Ron. There's another team that can celebrate. Hard. Jesus,
2: Palomita, Ron, real quick, had, do, do you lose weight over a weekend like this with the humidity and heat?
12: Uh, oh yeah. Um, atlanta i think i lost 12 pounds just race day um i wrestled all my life so i mean i I can i'm good at cutting weight when i when i used to wrestle and i just i know how to stay hydrated and i know i I need to be there for the guys and not uh and not be the one that's not counted on so um as a funny car driver like i'm looking at my suit and i got my boots and all the stuff we wear you ask any funny car guy end of a hot day in the summer uh, you you lose you know eight to fifteen pounds. Oh, it's called a diet. It's a new diet.
11: Yeah. <laughs> it's a funny car <laughs> diet. to a new nitro funny car
12: diet. <laughs> lose eight pounds in half a day. Drive a nitro funny car. It's the nitro it's diet. diet. All right, I gotta go, guys. Later. The Patron bottle is coming.
3: There's where you gain it. Congratulations, back.
12: Congratulations, Ronnie. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Hopefully, I talk to you in a
2: couple more weeks. Yes. Love you guys. Man, did that did that just happen?
3: God, oh, my God. Steve Torrance and the oh, horn.
2: Oh, Man, We've known Ron Caps, Ronnie right for a long damn time, bud.
4: Ever s- Before we were on the air, we were mm-hmm. playing yeah. racquetball with him in uh, Orange County somewhere.
3: Okay. All these years that we've known him, and maybe you guys knew this, I never knew until right there that he used to be a wrestler. Never. You yeah. never knew either?
2: No. Huh, interesting. Mm-hmm. First time I heard it. Yeah. But Ron Caps is not a big dude. You lose, let's say Ron Caps is at his heaviest, maybe 165. You lose 12 pounds? The yeah. hell is that? And he's he's a fit sob too, stat. How in the hell? Where the hell is that 12 pounds going?
4: I I don't have any idea that I I never equated weight loss with drag racing because the guys are only in the car for a couple of minutes, including the burnout and all that sort of thing. Uh, but between the tension and the heat and the uh, getting closed up inside of the car with the suit on. Yeah, I guess you can lose that, but it's, it's crazy to think that they take. I had a, I don't know if we have time here, but I had a conversation with about three different funny car drivers once at a lunch table and they all talked about the crew chief is the one in charge and they have very little to say like uh, drivers in other motorsports they have very little to say about in you know, the way the car is going to be set up how it's running what they could do different and they just turn the car here tell me how to you know that you fit you set it up All I want to do is mash the pedal. And they're happy with that. They looked at me like I was crazy to even suggest that they would have a, uh, a part to play in getting the car down the track.
2: And yes. And to hear Ron caps, you reiterate, reiterate what Ron caps was talking about. It's like, please car get loose so I can pedal this thing and actually (laughs) drive it, which may feel longer than three and a half seconds. It may feel like an eternity. And you got a driver's experience as Ron Caps is. Ron Caps who's done his share of time on on dirt in late model cars and sprint cars. You got guys, whether it's uh, Coletta or Cruz Pedragon, guys that spent a lot of time on dirt. They just want that damn funny car at three hundred miles an hour to get loose.
4: You know, the craziest thing about Caps, we begged for years to get him into the international race of champions. Oh yeah that he never won a championship. When he wins the funny car championship, they don't have their international race of champions anymore. That's I kind of, we've never talked to him about that, but that's gotta be uh, a downer for him because he has that, like you said, he has that experience driving cars and uh, he could have, he could have been excellent in driving those cars on a road course or uh, on the ovals, but he just never got the chance. The timing was never right. Ron Caps,
2: he's not one of the old racers. Meaning, he's not in his sixties or seventies or retired. But he he still comes. He still has an old school mentality, which reminded me of something that happened last night with Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson, I don't even think is is he twenty seven six. Kyle Larson wins the All Star race last night, and it's something that he said after the race that didn't really catch me off guard. It just reiterated what type of racer Kyle Larson is coming from the you know, A.J. Foyt or Tony Stewart school of racing in that money and private jets and yachts and all of that is cool. And Kyle Larson even said to the fact that, yeah, you get a million dollars for winning that race last night, the all-star race. And maybe a driver gets 50%, 40%. I'm not sure. But what Kyle Larson had to say He said, a million dollars is cool, but just winning is more cool than a million bucks to me. Uh, Us drivers, NASCAR drivers, are in a good place in our lives. It pays well, so whatever. But it's like hearing Kyle Larson say that. You go back to the Chili Bowl. The Chili Bowl, the race winner, got $10,000. It's not about the, the, the cake that a lot of these drivers are after. It's those race wins. And to hear Ron Capps talk about that, of just going old school, and Kyle Larson, who Started shaving last week in NASCAR. Has been looking for a race win for a long, long time. Gets that win last night, and it's cool. A million bucks? Nah, it's that trophy. It's that race win that appeals to a, an old soul like that in a race car.
3: You can go to Simon Pagino just earlier in the hour talking about how today was the most stressful day of his life. It was not a race day. It was a qualifying day. Yeah, so when you are passionate about what you do, as these guys are with with their racing careers, and yeah, you want to, as a fan on the outside looking in, you think it's all about the money, but no. It's about getting... Not necessarily trophies, but accomplishments. And like, for instance, the poll for the Indy 500, massive accomplishment. For Ron Capps, another Wally, massive accomplishment. It's Virginia, but he needed it. Kyle Larson, the all-star race, yeah, it's a million bucks. It's a win. That's an accomplishment. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting, the perspective and how different it is than what many fans think.
2: Statman, I'm curious if Kyle Larson's, no, I've known Kyle Larson since he was 15, but if, if a Kyle Larson-type driver went to another team owner outside of Chip Ganassi or Roger Penske, if his attitude would be any different towards really just wanting to win the race. And sometimes the money's just secondary.
4: Uh, no, I think that's part of the success of the successful drivers is that they have a passion to win. And, uh, I think that is before, uh, getting paid, If they didn't get paid, they'd still be at some racetrack like Irwindale Mm -hmm. or Devil's Bowl or or some uh, Columbus Motor Speedway. If it was still in business, they'd still be out there trying to race, whether or not they got the million or not.
2: Tony Stewart did it. In fact, that, that got him in trouble several times, whether it was some things we don't necessarily need to talk about or injuries to himself. It's like, wow it's just not enough for someone that it's it is flowing from head to toe in their body and their makeup it's Kyle Larson's that same guy and i, I don't know if Kyle Larson would even sign a contract with Ganassi if he couldn't race outside of nascar
3: i think you're 100% i think that the only places he just wants to race everywhere the only places that would consider it as much as what he wants them to consider would be stuart haas racing and ganassi
4: yeah, you have and to cut, wonder whether or not Ganassi would even want him if, if he uh, uh, had a feeling that money was more important yeah. than the passion of winning, like Scott Dixon.
2: I mean, again, that championship that he won was it twenty seventeen at Sonoma. God, was that, was that seventeen was or that, sixteen? Was
3: that, I'd have to look it up.
2: But that—that's—that's that's a driver. That's a dude that yeah. wanted to win a race. It had nothing to do with the kind of blow, the kind of cake that was at the end of that race or the championship. He wanted—he wanted to win that race at all costs. Granted, some things had to fall in place for him to win the championship. But Scott Dixon, from the same ilk as a Kyle Larson, a Tony Stewart,
4: a or Tony Schumacher, when he beat mm, Doug yeah. Coletta, he, yeah. All the things that had to fall into place, and he was willing to go the distance to push the dominoes, whatever metaphor you want to use, to beat Coletta. That's what he wanted.
2: Freak Nation, big second hour coming up. His name is Terrell Davis. TD, as they call him in uh, the mile high. Of course, many years with the Denver Broncos. He's now involved with IndyCar in a very unique way with one of our favorite teams, Sam Schmidt Racing, who. Lucas Oil is a big, big partner of Sam Schmidt Racing. Sam Schmidt. Schmidt-Peterson S- Motorsports. Schmidt-Peterson, yes. Yeah, Schmidt-Peterson Motorsports.
3: It's where Lucas Oil resides. We got this.
2: Uh, Terrell Davis will join us next hour. Also, speaking of one of our partners, General Tire, big sponsor, the tire sponsor for the ARCA Series. We'll talk to the race winner uh, in the second hour of the Toledo race. The, and Christian Smith? Chandler.
3: Ch- Chandler Smith. Chandler hey, Smith. Hey,
2: no. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, and the website, of course, is speedfreaks.tv. Big second hour coming up, man. Lucas Hole Studios, almost 19 years. Next month, 19 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, More freaks coming up.
0: Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
13: Having fun together adds up, and so do the savings at Kohl's with an extra 15% off. Save on family fun matching graphic tees, just $7.64 and $8.49. Hit the beach with women's flip-flops and new beach towels, each just eleven oh four. Plus, take 25% off select Adidas and Converse. Plus, get Kohl's cash Friday through Sunday at Kohl's. Select styles, 15% offer valid May 13th through 19th with promo code SAVE NOW. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details.
10: Guys, you manscape, right? You know, tidy up below the belt, trim the Yeti? Every guy knows the tree stands taller when the shrubs are trimmed, and 9 out of 10 women said that they prefer their men manscaped. But you gotta use the right tools for the jewels, or you look like you clear-cut the forest with a machete. And nicks and cuts are the last thing the twins down south need. Pop over to my buds at manscaped.com and check out their Perfect Package 2.0 featuring the lawnmower, which is the perfect tool for below-the-waist grooming. And it's rechargeable and waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. Manscaped invented skin-safe technology that won't nick or snag Mars or Uranus, which hurts like the Dickens when Jupiter ascends. Order your Perfect Package 2.0 featuring all the right tools for the jewels and get 20% off plus free shipping and a free travel bag. Pop over to Manscaped.com and enter promo code USA for 20% off plus free shipping and a free travel bag. Manscaped.com, promo code USA. That's Manscaped.com.
5: So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA.
2: Terrell Davis in about 12 minutes. Yeah, that guy running back for the Broncos back in the day. What, two Super Bowls? Two. Right? Two Super Bowls? Two. Uh, he's now involved with IndyCar, a very unique. Uh, entrance into an we will explain coming up in his interview.
3: Defy your existence.
2: Ah. Defy,
3: defy, defy. We'll talk about that in a bit.
2: Ryan Newman, Clint Boyer go at it after the race for the All Star race last night. We'll get to that coming up in about 20, 25 minutes. I counted them. It looks like 11 punches that Clint Boyer landed on Ryan Newman <laughs> inside the cars. Like it was a punching bag. But if I'm going to hit someone, it certainly isn't Ryan Newman. No neck Newman. I'm not going to hit Ryan Newman. I'm going to find some little, I'm going to find like a Kyle Larson to hit. That's who I'm going to hit. So we'll get to that story (laughs) coming up.
3: So you're saying you're a bully. You're just going to go find the little guys and beat up on them. Well,
4: or or I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Remember Crash, he was a soccer guy. So he knows. Remember? Yeah. So he knows how to. He knows how to fake it and he knows how to uh, pick on a little guy.
2: Listen, we did we didn't we didn't know what flopping was back in the day. We were manly man. We would get headbutted by Peruvians and think, what just happened? And by the time we wanted to go punch him in the face, of course the the ref had already seen what was going on, so we couldn't go back at the Peruvians. Boy, did I learn a quick <laughs> lesson at that one. Playing Houston Baptist University on their turf. No, it's actually on actually home with us a uh, soccer game back in the day and playing HBU and little did I you know if the internet was around back then, maybe I could look up what are some of the dirty tricks that Peruvian soccer players like to play like headbutting, bam, got headbutted, And it was co- completely erroneous. It's like, where the hell did this come from? Got a headbutted, turned around. The guy was already gone. What? What just happened? Got a headbutted. butted <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and not much motorsports also coming up this hour. We're going to hear from Fernando Alonso, a gentleman who is not going to be in the Indy 500, two-time Formula One champion. Uh, when you listen to this soundbite, it, we're not going to do it now. We'll do it maybe in 30 minutes. This soundbite talking about really what he had to run with over the last 24, 48 hours. And I meant to get to this last hour quickly before we have to reset with Affiliates Statman. He talked about the setup, that they put into this new car after the crash, they were going to experiment. And when I hear experiment and 230 miles an hour, I'm finding the quickest freaking exit. (laughs) If I have any of my wits about me.
4: Well, we, we mentioned it before that a lot of the stuff came from Andretti and from Penske because they, they were so far off on their original setup, the car that crashed. And the car that they got from Carlin, those cars didn't make it into the field either. So they were they were lost. They had no idea uh, where they were, and it took uh, Andretti and Penske just to get them close. How much of that is are two
2: businessmen or two business companies, two legendary names in racing? knowing the importance of getting Fernando Alonso in their race versus just being good dudes.
4: <laughs> I think, I think it's more of the former that they wanted, uh, they're thinking business to have, uh, Alonso in the race. They could get him in the race. Then people would be talking about him and it would be important around the world and maybe get more formula one guys into the race yeah. uh, with, after all of the, the concerns after the Wiccans crash last year that, uh, you know, what do what do we want to go race at Indy for? It's dangerous and there's nothing uh, worthwhile there. Yeah, so- that's true. That, that's a very good point.
3: The Wiccans crash last year at Pocono spooked a lot of people a lot of people worldwide in motorsports. And it's great to see Robert Wicken's rehab and what he's been doing and that mega smile on his face. Wow. But yeah, having Fernando in the race could have could have put more positivity back on the worldwide, at least in the Formula One area, arena, um, as far as IndyCar and, and the Indy 500. But hey, this also shows them that It ain't no cakewalk, like you might have thought. It ain't no cakewalk.
2: And I also want to get to the celebrity list that seems to be fairly bonkers this year for the Indy 500. The crasher, again, has her finger on the pulse of that. We're going to reset with some affiliates to get to Crash Gladys' pit news and notes.
0: Speed Breaks. We promise to suck less motorsports radio redefined the freaks
2: welcome affiliates speed freaks on a sunday night lucas oil studios Statman, crash Gladys, is kenny Sargent, second hour speed freaks how you doing the website speedfreaks.tv listening to sirius 211 the dan patrick channel iheart radio app affiliates across the country thank you guys for being a part of this Crash Gladys, pit news and notes brought to you by General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com and find the tire for that SUV, that sedan, that big old Ford 250. Put some GTs on that bad boy. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher?
3: All right, let's start with NHRA in Virginia, the Virginia Nationals. Steve Torrance and Ron Caps taking the Nitro win. Steve Torrance, of course, in top fuel. Ron Caps in funny car making it back-to-back wins for both of those guys. Bo Butner and Andrew Hines taking the wins in Pro Stock and Pro Stock Motorcycle. Now each of those guys have four wins on the season. So, yeah, Virginia Nats, uh, pretty nice to those four. The NASCAR All-Star race was last night. Kyle Larson taking the win and then doing a smoke-filled donut run without a steering wheel. That was bizarre. But arguably, and yes, that pun was intended, the biggest story out of the South was the fracas between Clint Boyer and Ryan Newman. And yes, I promise we will get to that. I mean, seriously, what would you say, Kenny? You counted about 100, No, 198 uppercuts. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I yeah. missed those. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, but could any news get bigger than that? From Indy and the Indy 500 qualifying because, well, Indy was expected to have rain all day. The rain cleared earlier than expected, thank goodness, and action was indeed delivered. First for the bump day portion to fill the 11th and final row. As the very last car went out on track, you already knew Max Chilton and Patricio Award were out of the race. But your two-time Formula One champ was sitting in the 33rd and final spot. He was on the bubble. And then this charging Kyle Kaiser... From a virtual Indy Lights team, his four-lap average went 227.37, yeah. and bested Alonso's 227.35. Yeah, Kyle Kaiser knocks out Fernando Alonso from the Indy 500. Then we went on to the poll day portion, where Simon Paginot, the first Frenchman to sit on the pole in 100 years, took the top spot.
2: Two-time Super Bowl winner Terrell Davis. Why is he joining us next? Has everything to do at a big old race next Sunday. We explain coming up. Speed Freaks pits Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined.
3: Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than
0: a Bubba.
2: For over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, and your anywhere. From the aggressive all terrain performance of the new Grabber ATX to the strong and durable all purpose terrain grabber APT, General Tires balance excellent on road performance with off road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. General Tire, helping to keep speed freaks on the road since 2001. Car not performing
4: right.
6: TV home to all of the Lucas Oil motorsports. MavTV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships to name a few. MavTV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage Gears, and much more. MavTV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MavTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MavTV.
5: Awesome
0: You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Reach out, touch space.
2: Joining us here in the Freak Nation, Terrell Davis. TD, as a lot of folks call him, Hall of Famer. Denver Broncos, and he's following the footsteps. And I I shouldn't say following in the footsteps, but there are a number of NFL stars that have tied in with Indianapolis 500. Whether it was Peyton Manning, John Elway, shoot, uh, Harbaugh, Joe Montana, Joe Montana, Walter Payton. Uh, But what this? He's putting money where his mouth is. Terrell, you're you're getting involved with a team specifically, and that's absolute balls. Congratulations, man.
15: Yeah, I mean, first of all, this is an, an an iconic. So this event is iconic. It's one of the ones that's on the bucket list. You got to go see this. It's like go to the Masters. You got to go to the Super Bowl. You got to go to the Indy 500. And so, you know, we're we're all, we're, we're pleased with it and fortunate that we're able to have a an IndyCar uh, sponsorship uh, right now. And so we're we're pretty excited about that and looking forward to seeing these cars run next week.
2: TD, we've been involved in motorsports for a few decades, and we're very familiar with Sam Schmidt and, of course, the er- Errol Schmidt Peterson Motorsports team. In fact, Lucas Oil is a major partner of ours, and I couldn't think of a better team for you and your new Defy CBD drink to be involved with than with this team.
15: Yeah, and that's what we feel. I think there's uh, there's an alliance there, and uh, you know, Sam Schmidt is is actually the you know the perfect guy for for Defy, and uh, you know, obviously what he's gone through. In his career and his life, and he's really justifying, you know, his life. And, uh, so we, we felt that that partnership and that embodies what we are, we're all about. You know, I'm a guy that was out of football for a while and my body was breaking down to a point where I couldn't work out and it was difficult. And, uh, now I'm sort of, I feel like I'm rejuvenated. Uh, maybe there's a comeback in, (laughs) in in order here, but no, I do feel better, man. You know, my body feels better. Um, you know, and I didn't feel this way two years ago. So uh, that we we'll, you know we're 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 certainly excited about that and, and we we sort of look at it as you know defy is not only our you know our performance drinks, it really is a mindset. And we just tell people, listen, defy your every day. And things that you people say you could you can't do, uh, we, we want you to defy that. So the the drink is kind of the, the vehicle, but I think there is a a mindset and there's a theme behind it that we like to promote.
3: Well, TD joining us here in the Freak Nation, Terrell Davis, Hall of Famer with the Denver Broncos. Talk about how you approached the team, or did the team approach you for this sponsorship? Because you are a relatively new company. It's a successful company, but it is the first CBD-based sponsorship in in all of motorsports, from what I understand. So, how did this come together?
15: Yeah, there was there were some connections between our our uh, our team. And then the, uh, the the Sam Smith team, um, so we we already had a relationship there, and so we just uh, I went out to Long Beach to watch the team run. I think it was about a month ago, and I went there with uh, you know the intentions on trying to get a sponsorship and, and be you know and try to make that that partnership work. And when we walked out of there, it was like okay, they like the story, they love what we were doing, we you know exemplified a company that didn't appear to be a startup you know where we have a, a great team of guys who are just uh you know who just are fantastic in what they do and uh, you know so the partnership evolved and, and now here we are so it's been really fun and I'm looking forward to a, a, a long relationship and and this I'm really learning about a lot about the uh you know motorsports and this is really fun and fascinating
13: now, you know,
3: John Elway was the Grand Marshal at the Long Beach Grand Prix about 15 years ago. This this could be your future, Terrell Davis.
15: <laughs> well, I, I, I think I was the Grand Marshal at the Pikes Peak race back in 1998. So that's, <laughs> I, I was able to, to at least do it one time. So it's pretty cool. But I'm in the parade here on Saturday, which is going to be fun uh, to be in that parade right before the race.
3: In the parade on Saturday. Yeah, like you said, it's a bucket list event. You got to go to the Masters. You got to go to the Indy 500. You got to go to the Super Bowl. It's, it's a once in a lifetime kind of thing if, if you want to start checking off big events. So, with Indianapolis, there's a huge celebrity lineup this year for the Indy 500. You're talking Matt Damon, Tom Hanks, Christian Bale, Terrell Davis. I'm loving this. I mean, you're going to be hobnobbing with some pretty serious peeps.
15: I hope so. I, I did see a little bit of the list. Um... And I hope we're able to to connect because this place is such a big venue. (laughs) Um, I don't know where people are going to be, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to that because I I think this is kind of one of those venues you come together and people get a chance to catch up with people in different industries. And, you know, how how often can can I say I'll be next to Tom Hanks? Probably never, so hopefully I get a chance (laughs) to meet him.
3: Well, TD, which celebrity do you want to first teach the Mile High salute to?
15: Oh, wow. Celebrity mile high salute to. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's a good question. <laughs> cause, I mean, cause here, I guess the, the, the reason is cause it's been a while for a long time and I'm not sure who knows it and who don't know it. So, um, Maybe, maybe.
2: Hey, Matt Damon, uh, listen, Matt Damon's going to be there, and that bastard's a Patriots fan. Show him the High oh, salute, yeah.
15: all right? Yeah, I was, was going to say he's a Pats fan, so I can't teach it to him. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> oh, I can't teach it to him. Listen, I can't say nothing to a, to a guy who roots for a team that got six. Six rings. That's just hard. I can't. I can't teach it. I can't teach
4: it anything. Hall of Fame running back Terrell Davis is in the Speed Freaks pits, bringing the first CBD sponsorship into NASCAR. Defy is what it's called. Terrell Davis. Many people look at drivers in racing and laugh at the fact that some people call them athletes. You're an athlete, a Hall of Fame athlete, one of the best to ever do it. Are drivers athletes?
15: A hundred percent. Hundred percent. I, I was, uh, you know, uh, I was with, with Marcus and and uh, and James this morning, and but I was with them, you know, two weeks ago, and just to see the physical toll these cars, you know, they take on you, and it is, there's no question about it. Listen, it, I mean, they're not doing anything athletic per se, but yes, they are athletes, and and I, I would vouch for that. Do what they're doing, ride around these cars for as long as they're doing it, putting all that stress. In. Attention on your body, there's no question in my mind that the IndyCar drivers are athletes.
2: Terrell Davis joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Terrell, one of the things that I noticed about, let's say the NFL Combine this year, is there wasn't a whole lot of emphasis put on pre-Combine for these young athletes. And there was really, no athlete was busted for CBD or traces of THC. And in my opinion, I think the NFL is starting to relax their rules and their opinions on marijuana usage with their players. I don't know this for a fact, but it just seemed that it's coming. It's coming for the relief for these NFL players. Do you know anything about that? Or how do you feel about the, the rules being relaxed a little bit in the National Football League?
15: Yeah, I, I think so. A few. You know, we've, we've, we've heard Roger Goodell come out and say that the NFL wanted to do uh, some testing with the NFL Players Association to really research and look into some of the, the, you know, the benefits of, at that time, they said marijuana, um, to see whether it can act as a pain management, uh, you know, sometimes as an anxiety thing for players. So they're they're looking at it. Uh, I really feel strongly that the NFL is, they're open, um, and they're not closed-minded in their approach to it, but they've got to be cautious, too. They're going to have to make sure that they do their research, make sure that the... There's no long-term effects. They have to make sure that there's nothing that they're missing here. So, you know, but I think in the next two years, I really feel like there's going to be a push towards taking at least the CBD portion, which is a hemp-based CBD, off the, the drug uh, policy. And that's and that's what I'm here for. I'm here to kind of help educate people, be part of that conversation, to be on any panel of discussion, uh, to help get players who actually plan because I remember playing and and thinking and thinking, okay, trying to get an anti-inflammatory, trying to get a pain medicine, something that you thought was good for your body and all natural, and it wasn't available then. Mm. The options are available now, and we want to expose that and let and sort of present that to the NFL as a solution to uh, you know other players or you know the possibility of the players doing drugs or or having some type of addictive uh, you know quality to it. So we, we want to make sure that we're there to to kind of support that.
4: When you talk about research, Terrell Davis, you helped write an article for Forbes that basically said not all CBD is created equal. So you had to do some research, and you'd think that anybody who's bringing something new into their life would do the research. What's in it? What's it going to harm? What's it going to help?
15: Yeah, and on top of that, the FDA right now, who oversees the CBD, basically industry, um, the guidelines right now is, is kind of, they're not really set, so people... And companies are just kind of the wild, wild west right now. So what we wanted to make sure that what we're doing is we wanted to be the standard. We want to make sure that we, all of our stuff is tested, is third-party verified, uh, is backed by science, not just anecdotes. We have uh, some of the best minds behind this in our business so that we we guarantee in our product we have 0% THC. And that's what we get because it's scientifically tested to have 0 THC in our product. And we can say that we can make that claim. So that's what you have to make sure is that what you're getting is is verifiable. It's not something that someone's telling you, but you can go back and get third-party verification that there's zero THC in the product. And, and so if you buy something online and you don't have that, then you can't you can't take that 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 uh, product with confidence. And you can take our products with confidence because of what we're doing, all the the uh, research that we've done, all the, the minds and, and the experts that we have on our on our panels and mm. our teams, so we feel real good about that.
2: Terrell Davis, Hall of Famer, Denver Broncos, and again, proud of what you're doing, man. This is absolute balls. I think you're breaking down barriers with this sponsorship, <laughs> oh, yeah. and you couldn't have found a better team. Terrell, thanks for doing this with the Freaks, buddy.
15: Hey, anytime, anytime. Just have me on, have me on again soon, so we can talk.
2: Thank you, Terrell.
15: Hey, thanks a lot. And, Crasher, you learned
2: something else after that interview uh, about NBC. Is that right?
3: Yeah. So if we go back to, what was it, May 5th-ish? What was the, the Supercross finale in Las Vegas? Of course, on NBC as well. And Chad Reed was sponsored by a CBD company. And NBC would not show any of Chad Reed in that entire race. So apparently... That caught the eye of Terrell Davis and the Sam Schmidt team and his company Defy Energy Drink, which of course is a CBD-based product, and so for the past two weeks, the Sam Schmidt IndyCar team with Defy and Terrell Davis have been arguing with NBC and NBC Sports to convince them that this is not an illegal, illicit product. Because this, some. Th- yeah, because it, it is confusing to some still, yeah. but this is legit, and they had to prove over these last two weeks. The sponsorship was already signed, sealed, and delivered, but they were being told we're not going to show the Sam Schmidt IndyCars on the NBC race for qualifying or for the race. And that was a little bit of a gut punch. So for the past two weeks, they've been arguing to get this stuff legitimized with NBC and NBC sports. And finally it is.
2: I have two kinds of CBD lotion. One that's THC infused and one that's not the one that's not. I travel with the one that is. I don't (laughs) travel with because you don't know what states (laughs) allow a little bit of THC infused CBD. So yeah, there are different kinds. In fact, you go online and learn a little bit about this. It's coming. It is freaking coming. Some people benefit immensely from this. Some people see uh, see no effects from from CBD and CBD oil or CBD infused THC. Yeah, there you go. Uh, coming up next, I'm, I'm <laughs> Statman and Crash are such big Game of Thrones fans. Oh yeah, uh, the big quiz you? is coming. Greek god or Game of Thrones? That's next. Speedfix pits Lucas
4: Oil Studios
8: good evening my fellow citizens
1: to provide guidance
4: to mankind mclaren racing ceo zach brown shouldn't buy any green bananas the mclaren brand does more than race cars it builds and sells road cars and bids on technology contracts around the world but it's hard to ask for a nine-figure technology deal or sell a seven-figure road car on monday when you can't get into a famous motor race on sunday IndyCar chassis are spec-made, but some changes are allowed to make the chassis respond the way the teams want. McLaren's massage-spec chassis was written off in a crash Wednesday. McLaren found the chassis already massaged by another team, but couldn't get that chassis into the 500, even with their own engineers and a two-time Formula One champion behind the wheel. McLaren is losing money in F1 under Zach Brown's leadership. Now they failed to make it into the Indy 500. Tough to sell that on Monday or any other time, really. Peace.
0: Motorsports Radio Redefined.
15: Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices.
1: That's 855-325-1780
13: Being a new parent means every high and low you can imagine.
2: Nation, it's just this side of summer. Next weekend, it's Memorial Day, 103rd running of the Indy 500. Get your party going next weekend with some Bubba Burgers, your favorite grocery store, frozen food section. A plethora of items to choose from. Go to BubbaBurger.com to check out the many items that you can get from Bubba Burger. Jalapeno infused bacon cheddar, Angus, 100% Angus. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. Statman, I know it's tough to do shows on Sunday night when your Game of Thrones series is on. Are you still with us, Statman? Are you you not catching up on it right now?
4: Uh, Yeah, I just have to uh, try to figure out uh, what's going on. I haven't watched any (laughs) of them. (laughs) Well, me neither. It seems seems a little strange uh, right now. I'm 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 the one person in the world who's never seen it. I don't I have no idea. Oh no what's no no! There's on.
3: there's definitely a population out there because of how crazy the fan base has been this final season. You you see the people on social media coming out saying the exact same thing. Well, I've never watched an episode. I've never done it. I don't want to. I don't blah, 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 blah. whatever. It's in the minority, but yeah. it, but they're there.
2: Okay, so since you guys are so so knowledgeable about oh, Game of Thrones, yeah. you guys ought to do well with this. Mm-hmm. I figured you know. Greek God or Game of Thrones? Character.
3: Game of Thrones character. Got it.
2: I wasn't necessarily going to use character. I was going to use like maybe a location. Oh, jeez. So all you got to say is Game of Thrones or Greek God. All right. It's Statman versus Crash.
11: Oh, wow. Oh, my God. All
2: right. All right. Here we Crash, go. you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greek god or Game of Thrones? Prometheus.
3: <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, no, that's Oops. A Greek god. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
3: <laughs> now we've already got Alex here in the studio going, "Oh my God, how could you miss that?"
8: <laughs> Sorry. Oh, sta- I
3: hated Greek mythology. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, Stat man, you ready? Yeah, that roll. Let's roll. I mean, what what can I say? I don't have any idea what any of it is. So let's go. Chiron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's unfair. Uh, that's not that's not Game of Thrones. They may have used Chiron on Game of Thrones, <laughs> but that's not Game of Thrones. So what is it? It's uh, and it's not a Greek god. It's a, a company that makes a machine that puts text on the screen. Oh. That's a, a minute. That's a Greek is that, god. Is that Chiron? a Greek god Chiron? Yeah. Yeah. He Absolutely.
2: Chiron was held to be the superlative centaur amongst his brethren as he was called as the wisest and justest of all the centaurs in Greek mythology
4: so he writes He writes answers in the sky okay <laughs> man Crasher you ready?
11: alright
2: <laughs> no <laughs> oh let me find one here for you Crasher uh, Sandor Sandor
3: oh that's Game of Thrones I've heard that
2: nice job that man you ready? Yeah, let's roll. Mount Ida.
3: <laughs> now you're
14: making them easy. What?
3: That's not gonna be a Greek god name. The Greek god Mount Ida.
4: Mount Ida. That is too easy. That's that's gotta be Game of Thrones.
2: Mount Ida, known variously as Ida Ita, Idi, is the highest mountain of Crete. Located in the regional unit, it was sacred to Greek Titanus Rhea. On its slopes lies one of the caves in which, according to legend, Zeus was born.
16: Well then, okay.
4: All right, Crash. You ready? Something else I can forget.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Crash. Let me give this one to you. I'm just trying to figure out how to say these (laughs) names. Oh, we're not going to know any. Uh, Impusa. Uh, Impusa. Game of Thrones. Impusa or Impusa (laughs) is a shape-shifting female being in Greek mythology mythology, said to possess a single leg of copper commanded by (laughs) Hecate whose precise nature is obscure.
4: Alright guys, thanks for playing. Appreciate that. You guys are great. Wow. Go ahead, Alex. Oh, wait a minute, Crash got one right, so she wins. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> well, I would have had Prometheus right. Yeah. All, right.
3: Okay. All right, we're the same.
4: Alex, what do you have?
6: What do you think is a smaller number? Okay. People who have never seen an epitho- episode of Game of Thrones or people that do not use Q-tips to clean their ears because you're not supposed to do that.
3: Oh. Plenty of people use Q-tips. so no, I'm Right.
6: So, so it. is this what's actually the smaller a smaller okay. number? Okay. Is this actually no. a thing? I had a debate with somebody about Q-tips earlier. What the hell do you use them for if it's not for your ears? And makeup, I guess, okay. removal? Now, what if you saw a portion of an episode? If you've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. Not one.
2: Okay, I've, I've just seen a portion. Not a portion. Not, not full. Okay. Never
6: turn on HBO to watch it.
2: Okay, I've used, I still use plenty of Q-tips, so I haven't seen a full episode of Game of Scrotum.
6: Right. Yeah, I just don't know what the smaller number would be. What the hell is that?
2: <laughs> Statman I think Alex is hanging around us too long, man. There's least... a
4: poll there. <laughs> I think it's no no doubt. Yeah. You know, I mean that's all of that is eight minutes of my life I'll never get
3: Bro mate this
4: Oh,
2: there you go. Q tips and Game of Thrones. Mount Ida! Not much motorsports and another winter winter chicken dinner coming up, running on General Tires. Speed Freaks Pits, so Lucas Oil Studios. I hope that's so and-
0: Speed Freaks, motorsports radio, redefined.
2: Now, what if I told you that the best burger you could buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is. And it's Bubba Burger. How awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound? Jalapeno, Angus, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Are you watching what you eat? They grab the reduced fat or turkey Bubba Burgers. All in your favorite grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, go with Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a burger better than a Bubba.
10: This is going really well. Yeah, so I guess you've heard
3: then. What? You mean that whole saving money with GEICO thing? No,
1: that I'm actually a chess picker.
6: Pirate fans unite!
13: That was not on the profile.
5: So now you've heard. GEICO, saving people money on car insurance and now an official partner of Major League Baseball.
6: Hey. Whether you're
2: looking for a tire that balances high performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions, or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire, they got you covered. From the all-new G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire, they're going to get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, cruising with speed freaks since 2001.
4: Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold to the world. It works.
0: You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
2: At Speed Freaks on Twitter, and of course the website SpeedFreaks.tv, Facebook, Instagram, we're there for you, man. Lucas Oil Studios, been doing this damn near 19 years. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. His name is Chandler Smith, the number 20 Craftsman, 828 Logistics Toyota, getting himself another win in the Arca Series, running on those General Tires, 16 freaking years old. You're out there beating the bejesus out of dudes that are damn near twice your age. How in the hell does that happen, Chandler?
16: Man, just having a good group of guys behind me, and the good Lord gave me the capability to do what I'm doing right now. So, uh, pretty sure that's the good old recipe for it.
2: Well, Venturini Motorsports, if you follow ARCA series and have been following motorsports for the last, you know, 15 years or so, that group puts a car underneath you. You better go out and win because it's going to be the top of the line. It looks like you, you had that car again this afternoon.
16: Oh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, them guys have been working their tails off. We've been struggling for a little bit the past few races, and, uh, in practice, when we unloaded, we definitely weren't even close to being the best car, but throughout practice, we were working our butts off on that uh, Toyota camera, so uh, we ended up getting a lot better, and we had a really good piece for the race, obviously, and it definitely showed today.
3: Chandler, what did you discover in practice to make the car better to race as it did?
16: Uh, we just had to fine-tune on it and just get a good balance. It just was really ill with us at first. We just struggled all over Balance have another good race car, so uh, we ended up getting the overall pretty solid balance. We were really happy with it at the end of practice.
4: Chandler Smith won the rain-shortened ARCA race in Toledo. Rain all over the country this weekend, Chandler. Many races affected by the rain. You led 140 of 152 laps. How do you prepare a setup to change with the coming rain?
16: Yeah, the rain didn't really play that much of a factor today in the race, other than it just called it short. To be completely honest with you, so. uh Just really raced really hard, got to the halfway mark of the race, making sure I was leading by then, and just kept the lead from there because we knew the rain was going to come, and it was going to end up calling a short for the rain.
3: When did you know that the rain was coming?
16: Oh, I knew the rain was coming before the race even started. It just did (laughs) not matter when it was.
3: So then it's basically you and the crew, and you guys are saying, okay, this is the strategy. It doesn't matter. Just get to the front.
16: Yeah, for sure.
3: (laughs) Chandler Smith, Venturini Motorsports, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Chandler... Like Kenny alluded to at the top of this interview, it's incredible what you have done in just 13 races. What is it, three wins, six pulls. It's, I mean, obviously NASCAR, I would think, would be the next step, but when is that next step going to come for you?
16: Uh, you know, I'm racing for Cal Motorsports this year for four races in the NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series, so that's always going to be exciting to do that. So that's about the only different plans I have for NASCAR for me right now.
2: Talk about where it comes from, though, Chandler. At such a young age, dominating in certain situations, is that hereditary? Is Are there are there instructors out there that have given you this?
16: Man, I can't answer that question. If I did, I wouldn't even get that secret out, to be completely honest with you.
2: Because it's bonkers. It, it, it absolutely is bonkers. You're not lucking into these wins.
16: No. Yeah, I'm just thankful, man. I'm just thankful.
4: Chandler, when everybody's getting ready for the rain... Who's in your ear first to tell you, dude, you got to pick it up, rain's coming, and the winner's going to be determined not by the race length, but by the weather that's going to call a halt to everything?
16: You know, we did really good right off the start of the race. We were battling with Michael Self trying to get the lead. Once we got the lead, we took off with it. There was no looking back. We ended up maintaining like a half a straightaway to a straightaway lead the whole time and just kept extending it out. So they were just telling me, you know, just maintain my pace and just don't do nothing stupid.
3: Hold on, though. Michael Self's a teammate. Do you, is there, Are there any things that you know about your teammates? Because you've got some very stout teammates as well on track that you know can you can kind of get into their head.
16: Not really, to be honest with you.
2: No. Do you really have, what, five or six siblings? <laughs> that's a different story. That's crazy, man. No, no wonder you're such a dang good driver. You want to get out there in that car and go, right?
16: <laughs> yeah, for sure. That a
2: boy. Bam. It's,
3: you can tell how well he carries himself, too. So, yeah, that's... That siblinghood, I guess. Are
2: you are you are you the youngest of the siblings? Yeah, I am the youngest of all my siblings. Man, there it is. Chandler Smith, your winner, running on General Tires, ARCA Series winner out of Toledo, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Dude, thanks for ch- chiming in with the Freaks, bud. Yep, thank you guys. Chandler Smith here in the Freak Nation. Statman, man, what were you doing when you were 16 years old? Were you interviewing for with a big old national motorsports radio show?
4: I f- was trying to figure out which end of the Q-tip to put in my ear.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: 16 years old. The guy goes out there and kicks the bejesus out of people. And
3: three
2: wins. Holy
0: Six smokes. Six three wins.
2: Hello. So Clint Boyer and Ryan Newman. Well, Clint Boyer got into a little tussle with Ryan Newman last night after the All-Star race. And, of course, it had everything to do with on the track. And then what happened after the race, guys decided to get a little personal with their weapons. We're talking about their cars. And this is the story. Ryan Newman, of course, big-time cup star. Clint Boyer, big-time cup star. And they kicked off the interview with Ryan Newman after everybody who watched the All-Star Race saw Clint Boyer come over and start punching the guy 11 times in the helmet inside the car.
1: Explain what happened. Uh, on track and then when you got on pit road, Ryan?
9: Well, uh, 14 shot me on the front straightaway earlier in the race. I just about turned him around. If I went into brakes, I would have turned, turned him around. And then after the race, I just went up and tapped him in the back, let him know I didn't appreciate the way you raced me, and then he body slammed me. And then I hit him back a little bit on the back straightaway, and then he just cut across my nose in, in uh, turn three. So... Um, doesn't take much of a man to try to fight somebody with a helmet on. Uh, I think he should be embarrassed of himself. But uh, we'll enjoy a nice cold coke and try to figure out what we can learn from today. We uh, didn't uh, do very well with our acorns, Ford. Matt.
7: And that was the version from Ryan Newman. So, what's your take, Clint, of, of what happened on
9: this prize fight here on pit yeah, road? It was a damn sure surprise <laughs> fight. I don't know what the hell his beef was. They, uh, I thought he was a lap down. You know, we were, our day was over. We we lost track position there, got sideways, crossed up, and. Basically, you know, just just buying time there and uh, seeing if something's gonna happen at the end. They got four wide off of four. Hell, I thought he was a lap down. I checked up and he ran to my left rear and that's the last I saw of him. And then after the race he comes and runs into my back and turns me all around and I pull up next to him and he dumps me in the four. Where I come from, you get poked in the nose for that. So what he got.
2: That's what he got. Oh, that's <laughs> That's what he got. He got poked, poked in the, in the nose. nose. I don't know about poked in the nose there, uh, Clint Boyer. I don't, And I don't know what you were hitting inside that car. With your helmet on, by the way.
3: I, I, clearly, Ryan still had his helmet on. And clearly, Ryan was still belted in, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: It, oh, the memes that are going to come from that. <laughs> Those are priceless. It was... Clint Boyer looked like a, you know... Sh- Bantamweight Gold Glove boxer, the way he rattled off 11 punches in what looked like five seconds. Oh my gosh! Uh,
3: And then Ryan Newman in that interview you
2: just played, gotta get the
9: sponsor plug in. Uh, I think he should be embarrassed of himself, but uh, we'll enjoy a nice cold coke and try to figure out what we can learn from today. We
4: yep. Come you on. know, Crash, I thought the same thing when <laughs> I heard that. You know, even in the middle of a fight, they drop in the
11: sponsors.
3: I mean, come on. I mean, uh, at least, you know, jack it up a little bit and say, yeah, man, we're going to pour m- double shots into this Coke tonight or something. You know, I don't know. Just, I just thought it was odd.
2: Uh, broadcasting live from the Lucas Oil Studios. <laughs>
0: Not, not much, much motorsports.
3: Motorsport. Not much motorsports.
14: Helio oh, or Helio. No. Not, no. not,
0: not, not. Well, not only much, that. Thank <laughs> you, yeah, I love you. And headlining the party. The douchebags. Loose. Not much motorsports.
2: <laughs> freaks. Not
11: much motorsports. One
2: of the. I guess you could say one of the. Best pieces of advice that Statman gave me coming in, father was invest in Legos for your daughter. I didn't, I didn't, I had no idea what the hell he was talking about. I, I didn't, I didn't get it until I saw Just this don't story.
3: Step on him with a barefoot.
2: No, I saw the story, I thought that's what Statman was talking about. I got a five year old daughter, and I, I invested in some Legos, evidently not the right ones. A child finds $40,000 of meth inside a Lego box. Is that what you were talking about, Statman? It must have been, yeah. I just got, I kind of blew you off. Like, what the hell, Statman, Legos? Why do you want me to get Legos for my daughter? Well, shoot, her education could have been taken care of with, you know, week and a half at Harvard with that.
4: So now you got to worry about CBD and hemp and all kinds of stuff, you know. <laughs> CBD and
2: hemp. Oh, I hope those are the only things I got to worry about with a 16-year-old daughter. <laughs> oh. A Georgia 3-year-old got a puzzling surprise when he opened up his new box of Legos and found nothing but a brick of meth inside. <laughs> the Tots relatives had stopped at a consignment shop in Charleston, South Carolina, <laughs> where they purchased these shrink wrap lego box and brought it back home as a surprise for
4: him. Can you just why can't we get this type of stuff on video? At least that's what they told the the police right. that we sir we just bought it at that store down there.
3: <laughs> I want to see the guy who was supposed to buy it, the guy going to retrieve the meth right. coming into the store and being like I swear, it's supposed to be a shrink wrap box. Come on, where is it? Where is it? Why did you sell it? You weren't supposed to sell it to anybody.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's so great. When they cracked it open, they discovered it was stuffed with three pounds of speed with a street value of $40,000. The meth was confirmed and collected by the DEA, which indicated the Lego package may have been purchased as part of a storage auction before making it to the consignment store crash.
3: A storage auction.
2: They said. All right. They said dealers often send drugs to abandoned addresses to for a stealth pickup, which are then considered part of the auction property on the premises. Oh my. Yep. Yeah. You got one, Crasher?
3: Yeah. So there's a woman from New Jersey who moved down to Florida. Mm. No, Myrtle Beach. Where's that? That's South Carolina, right?
2: North Carolina.
3: North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. So, her name's Karen, and she basically told the story that she heard her doorbell ring, and she expected it to be, you know, door-to-door salesman, whatever. But what she found was a a six-and-a-half-foot alligator, and it was captured on video by her neighbor. She said the encounter was the coolest thing that could have ever possibly happened. Although, not all her neighbors agreed, of course. Many were scared because there's an alligator running down your street. Or, not really running, but you get it. Perhaps the gator had learned if it rings a doorbell, lunch will pop out the door like a vending machine. Oh no! Poor
4: the box alligator of Legos. They're box of Legos.
3: Maybe <laughs> it wanted that brick of meth. The alligator damaged shelves on Karen's walkway, left claw marks on the door jam, but hey, no worries. Window wasn't broken. Karen said that wildlife officials removed the visitor. And another ten-footer from near her home, and took them both to a reserve.
2: There's something going on there. I see this picture. That's crazy. This, this this alligator has its left arm close to the door handle, and its nose is angling to the right, like where the doorbell is. So this
3: this is a huge gator. There's oh something
4: gosh. going on here. <laughs> <laughs> the gators learned how to ring the doorbell. Yeah. Feed me. Well, they do have bears in uh, Yosemite that have Mm -hmm. learned how to open car doors.
3: But bears have, they don't have like short stubby legs or arms. (laughs) Bears are kind of more normal.
2: Wow. How about this, Statman? Before you head out to your favorite fast food joint, your compadres there in Ohio may want to warn you about a place. A woman is posted on Facebook out of Ohio that shows a bonus condiment to her takeaway noodles, a baby rat cooked inside her takeaway noodle dish. Columbus, Ohio stat man. Oh Uh-oh. boy. Cortez of Columbus, Ohio uploaded the video which shows her picking up the tiny rodent corpse with a fork to give viewers a good view. She says, write this down, Statman. She says that she bought the sickening dish from yee or yee Japan in the Polaris Fashion Place shopping mall in Columbus and has shared the video as a warning to others. Now, that explains the text thread this past week, right?
11: Right.
4: Well, well they used to find uh, rodents in Colonel Sanders. Now, you think and that some of those proved to be false. You think this is uh, the same thing? Possibly.
2: There was a text thread that went amongst two or three of us this week, and there was, uh, (laughs) if my memory serves me correctly, and the methamphetamines that my daughter should not have gotten her Legos, wasn't Polaris Fashion Place, Statman, part of that text thread in our text this week? Yeah, last
4: weekend. Yeah. Uh, one one of us suggested that I go shopping at <laughs> <in> Polaris. <laughs> oh, oh that that explains yeah. everything. It does, doesn't <laughs> it? Stay far, far away. Yeah.
2: Good for you for sticking staying away from their step, man. Yeah, absolutely. high <laughs> Japan in Polaris fashion place. Yee hee or yeehi? Wow. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Another legendous Sunday night here in the Freak Nation. Indy 500 next week.
3: Oh, my God. I can't wait. Let's go already.
2: We'll be off. Statman will be hanging out at Polaris Center. Yeehaw, getting him some.
4: Some Legos and noodles.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Now, hold on, though. We are going to run a best of show next weekend, and we are going to insert an interview with the winner from I the hope. 500 uh,
2: Just don't promise. Well, Crasher, oh, don't you've only been doing this for 19 years, and you're already promising things like, oh. oh, just the winner of the biggest damn race on the planet.
3: So what are you saying? You expect to get I hope motor to get home?
2: it. <laughs> Come on. Jeez. <laughs> hope to get a rat in my noodles, too. Yeah. I'd rather get $40,000 in my daughter's Lego than anything. Yeah. Junk. All right. Uh, happy Memorial Day weekend, Freak Nation. Have a good week. Uh, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Shoot the juice to the moose and Statman. man. Got it loose.
5: See ya.
11: Right.
0: See I ya. I Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.